Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm Arlene Bonin in for Alex Pearson, and boy, it has been just great to sit here and talk about the day and the week, and especially on this historic week. And when I use the word historic, uh, clearly I am talking about what happened in the United States of America. Uh, you know, within I'm still not over it. Within a couple of hours, you had the former campaign manager of the president of the United States being found guilty eight out of 18 charges, and then the president's former lawyer making a plea agreement and connecting the president to felonies. Now this week we have friends of the president, associates of the president and CEOs of the Trump organization getting immunity. We're going to talk about it and let's go to Washington and here, before we welcome Jackson Prosco, let's hear just a little snippet here of President Trump making news in this unusual interview he gave to Fox News. I don't know how you can impeach somebody who's done a great job. I'll tell you what, if I ever got impeached, I think the market would crash. I think everybody would be very poor because without this thinking, uh, you would see you would see numbers that you wouldn't believe. In reverse. All right. A lot to digest here. Joining us is Jackson Prosco, Washington Bureau Chief, Global News. Jackson, incredible. How are you holding up this week? Yeah, Arlene, I think uh, safe to say this is a week we'll be talking about for a long time to come. It really could sort of define Trump's presidency. Let's talk about what just happened today, and then we can put it into context in an incredible week. Today, there was news of even more people who were close to Donald Trump who have done a deal, immunity, for the CEO of the Trump org. How significant is that news? Yeah, I think, you know, the takeaway here is that this is another person who you would never in a million years expect to uh, essentially flip on Donald Trump, and that yet here you've got Alan Weisselberg taking this immunity deal uh, to testify, uh, or at least talk to the FBI in the ongoing case against Michael Cohen. Uh, You know, we spoke today to a former federal prosecutor here in the U.S., and she said, you don't offer immunity to the CFO of a company unless you're going after someone bigger. You're not going after who works for him. You're going after who he works for. Absolutely, because that's the questioning. What is the strategy behind this? Do we know, Jackson, whether or not he has been given immunity just for the Cohen case, or has he been given immunity for other things? We don't know. And in fact, there's a a bit of sort of parlance here for uh, prosecutors as to the type of immunity they're granting as well. So we don't know if it's blanket immunity. We don't know if it's specific to the testimony, as you mentioned here, uh, or if it's just sort of a promise not to prosecute uh, for any sort of wrongdoing in a specific area. That's, That's the part of the story we don't know yet. We also have reporting that the New York Attorney General is planning a criminal investigation into Cohen's taxes, 
case. So we have kind of this circle of other crime agencies getting involved. This is not just the Mueller investigation anymore. Yeah, and where it gets interesting, of course, is that uh, as soon as you start to involve state-level prosecution, that takes pardons off the table. Now, I don't think anybody thinks that Donald Trump is going to be pardoning Michael Cohen here, but if other people close to him are somehow implicated by a state-level investigation, there's nothing the president can do. No, there isn't. So it's it's almost seen like perhaps a safety net for those who are investigating, not a safety net for the president. And also, as we look at this, we've got together a collection of quite incredible things this week. So we have the immunity for the CEO of Trump Organization and David Pecker, American media, a very close friend of Donald Trump. And he's turned. Yeah, what's interesting there is that Pecker, uh, of course, sort of rose to fame as a friend of Donald Trump's who would allegedly help, help him execute what they call a catch and kill, which is that he would use his media empire to buy the rights to a story that might be damaging to somebody like Donald Trump. They would spend all this money paying somebody for the rights to the story, except they would never publish it. Now, apparently, Pecker has been granted immunity for his testimony, as you mentioned, but there's also an Associated Press report that says that at the National Enquirer, there is a safe containing all the documents and all the details of these stories that were caught but that were never published. And we don't know where the safe is, and I guess there's a lot of questions, just what is in there, how many catches and kills, and whether or not he's going to chef those up as well. Exactly. Uh, And of course, you know, when you talk about him being granted immunity, it's not just to talk about Michael Cohn, but presumably it's to speak about what uh, he knows about Donald Trump's role in the payoffs, the hush money payoffs to uh, Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal, the two women who've alleged affairs here. So it really has the potential to get uh, messy, maybe not legally for the president, because there's been an argument you can't indict a president. But politically, this could trigger all sorts of things like impeachment talk. It is. It's just incredible how the bricks are coming out. Day after day, we had Paul Manafort found guilty of eight out of 18, found out some of the details of the jury that the others were only being held up by one. Of course, Michael Cohen doing the plea deal. What is the reaction in Washington? How does it feel and look from the president and his aides this week? You know, I think the tell in all of this is that Donald Trump, who's a man who usually comes out and lashes out when he feels like Mm -hmm. he's cornered, has been virtually silent on this. He gave one interview to Fox News. He didn't really say much in it other than sort of contradicting himself uh, again about what he knew when about some of these payments. But he's really been silent. And his closest allies, the people who would usually rush out and try to defend him, they're kind of silent too. Uh, Republicans aren't really saying much in the president's defense. So you really get a sense that the mood has shifted and that Trump is almost politically adrift and quite isolated at this moment. And so far, though, there has not been any public breaks from the GOP and the elected members. However, there's a few waivers. That's right. I mean, you've got a number of Republican senators who've never really been on board with Trump, and they're basically saying, all right, he's got some serious explaining to do here. He's in some serious trouble, and he's really got to do something about this. I think the other interesting thing, though, is that the only people talking about impeachment are actually Republicans right now, as in saying, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're trying to raise the prospect of this happening or as a debate. Democrats actually aren't playing that card right now. I think they want to wait for the midterms to be over to see if they win a majority in the House and then could actually start 
impeachment proceedings with a, a hope of making it happen. So it's just sort of interesting to see how, how the talk has played out this week. It is, because you're absolutely right. The Republicans are talking about it willy-nilly, and they use the word collusion a lot. I guess they, if it's something that threatens them, and politically, the spin is to use that word, and perhaps it will lessen in intensity. Yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting how the dynamic has changed, if for no other reason that you don't have people just rushing out to blindly defend the president. So finally, you know, we've had an incredible week. Is there anything that you can compare it to? You know, interviews that I've done this week, most everybody starts talking about Watergate. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is Nixon-esque in that sense. I think what's different here is that, uh, you know, Richard Nixon was always accused of talking like a mob boss, but only on the tapes that were eventually mm-hmm. released. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is being accused of talking like a mob boss openly in that Fox and Friends news interview, for example, where he said people shouldn't be allowed to flip on him or you can't impeach me because I've done a great job. Uh, I think that's where this parts ways from Watergate. But certainly, I think, as I said off the top, this week will be one that defines his presidency and that we will be talking about for a very long time to come. Jackson Prosco, Washington Bureau Chief, Global News. Thank you, Jackson, so much. Thanks, Arlene. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.